0: This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show.
1: Well, no, that's not really fair because she'd have to get off her ass for me to notice she was working. But that's not going to happen, so.
2: So my plan is perfect. Your plan. <laughs> it works for both of it's us. working
1: like a charm, <laughs> man. I'm just here to tell you. <laughs> that's
2: a it's. long-term plan.
1: It's all true. Look at this, ladies and gentlemen. I got a haircut, baby. You yeah. look sharp. What do you think of that action? Did you do
0: this one on your own again or was this a, uh, did you nope. go somewhere? As a matter of fact.
2: You was... can tell. he. He went someplace. It yeah. looks nice. I'm going to
1: tell you something, but I, but I don't know how to say this name. Maybe somebody can help me. I think it's either Deep or D I E P. You know how to pronounce that name? You ever I, heard that I name? Don't yeah, I don't know. You have no idea how to pronounce that. But she's a woman. She's over at Barbers in the Park on Minnetonka, 7128 Minnetonka Boulevard. I was driving around and I had a little time. I had some meetings over at Hubbard and I had about an hour. So I went, well, what the hell, man? My hair looks like crap. So let's go get a haircut. Just happened to drive by Barbers in the Park, went in. Uh, they, uh, you know, I had to wait for just one person to clear out. It was terrific. She cut my hair in about twelve to fifteen minutes, and it was twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Loenza, last time I paid twenty bucks, you. Oh. When's the last time you paid twenty bucks for a haircut?
0: Uh, last time I paid twenty dollars for a haircut, I went somewhere I will not mention where, and the second I walked out, I was like, I I paid nineteen dollars <laughs> too much for this haircut. <laughs> It was so bad. I In fact, I found my new barber because I had to get it fixed. That's how bad that
1: $20 haircut was. But your haircut looks amazing. I know. She, she, and I'm telling you, like 12 to 15 minutes, like, hey, welcome, goodbye. She was very pleasant.
2: I wrote down the place for Justin because he's always getting mad. He goes to, uh, and he, he likes it, like sports clips. Yeah. And he likes it just fine, but the weights... Are, the waits
1: can be long. Yeah. All of a sudden he'll yeah. jump
2: online and it's like three days till the next you know, sure. like four four hundred minutes until the next appointment, which is fine. It's obviously popular, but I want that number because he's always
1: Did you write it down? Yep. Okay, good. I, I just would like to learn how to I should have probably asked her how to pronounce her name, but you know when you do that I get it's like, so how do, how do you pronounce that?
2: I know and especially if right nigh what if he's Damn. she goes it's Diop. Like, the way it's spelled, could and you go... Could be Deep,
1: could be Diop, could be Depp, like Johnny Depp.
2: It could absolutely...
1: Does anybody know how to, how to pronounce that name? D-I-E-P. She's an Asian woman. I didn't, you know, I, And I love it when people do this, too. They meet an Asian person, they go, well, she was Vietnamese. Well, how do you that know she was Vietnamese? Like, Settle down. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, you got your categories, do you? Good for you.
2: And you're guessing at other people's categories would be <laughs> right? the most daunting. What? <laughs> no, thank you. That
1: would be a problem. But yes. It was so, it just, I'm kind of locked in these days about positive experiences because there's so much crap going on in the world now. These people could not have been nice. Although, the one thing I get a little touchy about because it used to happen in my old neighborhood, the older Italians, like the, the Italian grandfathers, when I grew up, when they didn't want, to, want you to know what they were talking about, they'd, they'd speak in Italian. So you wouldn't know what they were talking about. It's like, Ugh, trying to pull a fast one <laughs> uh, yeah. So I jumped onto
0: YouTube real quick to see if I could get a pronunciation for the name. And D-I-E-P, this is how they
2: pronounce it.
1: Diop. Well, so it's Diop. 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 Yeah. Okay, Diop. It's like
2: diet, but with a P. Mm-hmm.
1: Diet, Diop. I'm. Thank you for looking that up, because she, like I said, very, very professional. She And she wasn't like she was busting her ass to get it done. She's just that good. Sure. You know, she wasn't messing around with any shit. Very, very pleasant. But the only problem I got is, and I don't think it was a problem, but, and it's from being a little kid and the Italians talking Italian around you to try so you wouldn't know what they were talking about. But you learned after about three weeks anyway, because it kept repeating the same words so mm-hmm. you know what they meant. But... So about half the time she spoke to me in English, and the other half the time she spoke to her relative or son or friend or whomever uh, in in her native language. Mm-hmm. And, I, and again, I don't know if she was Japanese, yeah. Chinese, if she was Vietnamese, whatever. Yeah. So, Diop, does it say what kind of name it is? No, nope, it just gives the
0: definition and the pronunciation of it. That's all.
1: Well, the reason I wanted to bring it up is because, well, first of all, Brittany said, hey, your hair looks really nice. And I said, this woman did an amazing job. And I do like promo It's a small business. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing about it. It is a small business on the corner there, 7128 Minnetonka Boulevard. There's nothing in it for me. She just was so great. Very pleasant. $20. So, you know what? She was very, very cool because I gave her 40 Sure. Right? Yeah. You're going to charge me 20, then I'm going to duke you another 20. That's Why pretty not? That's legit. How terrific is that? But I'm no. going to go in Ray. and go,
2: uh, Tom actually gave you double the paycheck, so I'm going to yeah. go ahead and put Justin in this seat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cut Justin's hair, too, will you? That's a good move. I like that mm-hmm. move.
2: Thank you. That's, That's a good one. come-of-the-earth kind of move. <laughs> well,
1: it kind of is, but, you know, we can't worry about small things like that.
2: I got some messages from people that you were in Hubbard.
1: Oh, God, this ought to go swimmingly. Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know what it is, the wake that you left, the ripple oh. effect.
1: Let me say one thing before you do that. Yeah, of course. Uh, did you get Bernie's email? I've gotten a lot of emails about from Bernie. Oh, because it was sent uh, either late last night or early Oh,
0: morning. yes, for uh, <clears> the <throat> guest for next week, I believe yeah. it is. Yeah, I emailed her, yeah,
1: for sure. You want to talk about an impressive human wow. being? Wow.
0: Woo! Yes. So I, when I emailed back, I said, "I don't think I have enough printer, uh, enough uh, printer ink to print off all the accolades <laughs> this young lady has. She isn't um, she is an inspiration. I'm getting goosebumps. Oh, yes. yes.
2: oh yeah, t- Give yes. us something here. You guys are giving nope, us like it's
1: only Rudy and me. You're yeah. out of the
2: mix. <laughs> uh, <did I> give
1: <laughs> blocked.
2: What does she do? What Let me did,
1: tell you something. Yeah. First thing that I was told she did. First of all, she's got a great personality. She presents herself very, very well. And I know some people get pissed off. Well, you always got to talk about people's looks. Well, if, if people are striking, you go, that's a very striking person.
2: You guys are burying the lead. No, what is her, no, what is her industry? Give me something.
1: She's a golfer, and she ah. does a podcast.
2: Ah.
1: And here's the best part. She's uh I would say a very average sized woman. She's not you know, like, you know, you're taller than a lot of women, yeah. that kind of deal, but she's about, uh, about a half, pretty average size, five, six, maybe maybe, maybe taller than that. I don't yeah. know. But she, at 14 years old, tried out for the high school golf team in, in Illinois, mm-hmm. in DeKalb, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was so good, she made, and I do, this is going to sound derogatory again, back in the old days, whatever. She played so well, they put her on the boys' team. Dang. Now, the, the reason there's a difference there for people to know about golf. Huge difference. M- men tend to hit it a lot further than women
2: do. Oh, they have different tees even. Exactly.
1: Mm-hmm. So for her to make the boys team, to play for the boys, I mean, she I've never seen her play golf, but everybody I talk to just raves about what a great person she is, how smart she is, how pleasant she is. She's driven.
2: Here in Minnesota?
1: Yeah, she, she went to the University of Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And
2: she's still here?
1: Yeah, <clears throat> a matter of fact, we're going to have her on the show.
2: I'm so excited. And how old is she now?
1: 22, maybe.
2: Okay, because I was like, are we maybe. having a 14-year-old on the show? Hi, um, Tom. I'd be fine with that. She sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. What's her, n- her name?
1: Emma. Got, yeah, it's, Emma. her name is Emma, absolutely. Emma Problema. Emma has a Problema. I like Which it. Which is Ooh, us. Ooh,
0: good um, podcast name. That's, that should be her podcast name. That is a good podcast She that does was, have a podcast. So yeah. Yeah. We- Emma has a Problema.
2: I um it. I, I. That was my Spanish name. My name was Emma, and they made you a last name. No, no,
1: no, no. That was enema. That's a different <laughs> word. Totally different. But
2: my teacher hated me so much when I told her my name was. I was like, I picked Emma. I love
3: that.
2: And she goes, well, then your last name's Problema. And Emma I was Emma like,
1: Problema. I love that that a coworker said something that I've said to many, many people. Yes, and my teacher hated me. Yeah,
2: right. She hated me. And it was so bad, Tom, because my stepbrother, Mike was like the perfect student was in my same class and she didn't know that we like lived together and he was my stepbrother so when um, my mom and stepdad came in they had the same last name as him okay. at a conference and there she was like oh Miguel, Miguel is perfect Miguel is this and then after you know like 20 minutes of talking about how great Mike is my mom was like and how's Brittany doing and she goes Emma Problema is your kid too
1: <laughs> Emma Problema baby I
2: was like I love that. Yeah, she did not like me at all.
1: Um, Gee, I've never been through that.
2: <laughs> no, right? Very what? relatable.
1: Oh, my teachers. Um, I don't know that I ever got along with one teacher I ever had. I mean, like in high school, junior high school. The nuns, you know, they were pleasant enough. and like, Were whatever. they? They were to me. Okay. I was a lot bigger than they were, so I think maybe it had something to do with oh, it. Oh,
2: they'd say, he's a lost cause. <laughs> well,
1: that's a possibility. Let's just give up on him. When oh, you'd
2: walk by, they'd just like flick some holy water on your back and go, ooh.
1: Actually, I can't remember her name, but my seventh grade nun teacher at St. Anne's made me go home, and I said, why do you want me to go home? And she said, "Uh, Tom, look, you're a young man, but you need to learn this today. Your pants are way too tight.
0: Dang. She apparently could
1: see the outline of my schwanz or something. I don't know what the hell. I was like, Mm -hmm. What? Why would you be she, looking there anyway? She
2: would literally die if she mm-hmm. came back today and saw that the level That it's all gone?
1: Of, it's just gone? No, now. I was
2: going to say the level of tightness men's pants is Oh, now, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She would like... Oh, ah!
1: yeah. <laughs> she would have a heart So, yeah, she, she made me go home because my pants were too tight. Dang. I said, how about my... Well, I almost said it, but I didn't say it. <laughs> there were certain kind of boots back in the day, and there were kind of a derogatory Italian name. Okay. But we won't bring up what it is. But you know what it is, don't you? Uh -uh.
0: I just remember back in northern Minnesota, we called there was a group of girls from a certain town that we called Chuckas, Chucka, because there was they used to wear what was called a Chucka boot.
1: Oh, the chucka boot. Yep, I remember those. I don't remember. Yep. I, I, all
0: I remember is that we called them that, and then someone said, "You can't say that." I said, "Well, what do you mean?" They're like, "That's derogatory." I was like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then come to find out, it was just about a boot. Because sometimes I think people put. I one time the I said, yeah. "I said, yeah, I said, hey man, let's call a spade a spade." And somebody lost their mind. They were like, "No way, you can't say that!" I was oh, like, "For God's sake!" Have they
2: never played cards in their life?
0: Yeah. I was like, "What do you mean you can't call a spade a spade?" They're like, "That's that's racist." Oh, I was Jesus. like, "It's calling
1: a it is what it is. That's what it means, right?" Should and you change like, it no. to
2: like yeah. uh, a club, a
0: club? Yeah, I did. I was like, "Okay, great, sounds good." So yeah, but well, um,
1: you two people's party, you better take care of that, huh?
2: Are two people's parties. <laughs> like do. we have a party.
1: Yeah, oh, God. Like you don't have a party.
2: Like what? we, we Me and Rudy meet on the weekends yeah. to talk about
1: our affiliations. With all the other commies in the state, you hook up. And...
2: Just because I want you to pay for things for me doesn't make oh, me a commie. Oh, it
1: doesn't. Yeah. Okay. I see.
0: Brittany and I are part of the party party, okay? Yeah. That is what party yeah. Does. We party. Woo!
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh
2: huh.
1: Did you just do what I thought you did? Fake flash. You are filthy. You're a I filthy. I one boob.
2: solid boob. I can only do one. You have one solid <laughs> The other one. Was oh, the other one mushy? The other one's looking somewhere weird. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's got. Oh, it's got. The, you're you're cross titted Yep. <laughs> Well, that's what they used to call it. No, I just, I'm, like glad, cross titties, man. I'm
2: glad somebody put a name yeah. to when my problem. When I was problem. a kid,
1: I didn't do it. As a, when I was a kid, they, they, if one woman's breast leaned one, what they would call it cross titty. Oh, yeah. her boobs look like hacksaw Jim Duggan's eyes, yeah, just looks all like, over
0: the
2: place. It's like one of those wandering. googly-eyed <laughs> toys you play with. One's just kind of looking left, stuck. That's what happens it's when you're. It's a you wandering feet. deal. But one's great. Like, I'll, when me and Justin are ready to go, I'll just show him one and I'll be like, just cross your eyes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like yeah. It. Yeah,
0: it's like one of those Double 3D pictures. things you have to, like, yeah, cross your eyes for and you can see a schooner.
1: <laughs> oh, that's right. God, I forgot about those. And we
2: just put a partition right there and we make love. A mirror? <laughs> a mirror.
1: <laughs> Jesus, you guys. I gotta you're talk, filthy. About, gotta mm-hmm. talk
2: about my text I got about. Oh, that's
1: right. You got some text. You walking
2: through Hubbard. You're making an impact.
1: I was over at Hubbard yesterday, meeting some very, very pleasant people, and Amy and Dan.
2: Uh, ah, see, I took a
1: shot there at the end. See you see what that?
2: I did. Dan must—he must have been walking in place because he had good walking numbers yesterday. Did he really? Yeah, he's killing it. Um, so I was living my life. I get a text from Lori saying that um, that she had met you, Probably and I should
1: say Lori who?
2: Uh Lori from My Talk there One O seven one. where talk is fun. Oh, is um, it? Yeah, it's a blast. Glad to hear it. And uh, she said that, just met Tom, big smiley, happy face. He said to come on the show and give me hell. Plus, he knows Bobby Barghini, which I was like, of course, you guys know somebody in common. Who's that?
1: Bobby Barghini is an old friend. I used to play uh, baseball, basketball. I used to play sports with Bobby. Oh, gotcha. A really good friend of fans as well. Hmm. Just died about a month ago. Maybe, Maybe two. Yeah. I, it wasn't very long. Sure. I, I I have a really hard time with that because I said, God, remember a couple of years ago when so and so died? Yeah, well, he died about twelve years ago.
0: Yeah, someone just brought up Heath Ledger <laughs> passed away like fifteen years ago, <laughs> and you're like, like what? what? How?
1: I know. Yeah. But uh, Bobby Barghini was one of the nice, handsome Italian boy. You know, one of that kind of that kind of deal. Played a lot of sports with him with uh, you know Bo and and Cliff Eagle and and all those people. Played a lot of sports together. We had a radio and records uh, softball team that Bobby played on. You could not meet a nicer man than Bobby Barghini. He's just a great guy. Very giving. If you needed help, Bobby Barghini was there for you. Very, very sad. Just went in for his checkup, and uh, now he's gone, man. It's very, very sad. Not very old, either. That's the other problem.
2: No, he's like 70. Um, and I didn't even
1: know he was that old.
2: I thought he was, yeah. No, not- you're
1: probably right. You're probably right.
2: I mean, that's... That's young in my mind to die at that age. Well, yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Julia had a message that said, can't wait to hear, uh, you know, you talk about Tom because she listens all the time. But then Grant, Grant, who's very, he's a little, he's in like me. He can get in his own feels. Sure. Um, He wrote me. I have to read this, okay? Tom came by the studio today. Amy brought him over to say hi to me. It was while we were doing Lori and Julia show. And Grant is the producer on Lori and Julia. Yes, right. Um, mm. And he wrote, it was such a cool moment for me. I felt like I was a kid bas- at basketball practice and Michael Jordan came to watch my oh, practice. Oh, God. Oh,
1: boy. Where we go. You guys, oh, I
2: believe boy. him, too. He's Where's so an wallet? emotional kid. Where? Yes.
1: I got to track my wallet <laughs> down. After.
2: Weird to say that, but it's true. I fell in love with radio because of his show. And oh, ha- to have him see me working is the ultimate life full circle I'm on I'm still on cloud nine and I had goosebumps for 10 minutes after he left and I I I love because I'm I'm emotional like I love it I am I'm a vampire of emotion like give it to me especially men when they start giving me emotion I'm like and how did that make you feel so I of course was just like that's awesome you know good you know but he was super impacted by you coming in there
1: I had a day yesterday because when he did, I teared up a little bit when he said that because he did. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. You stopped doing that, damn it. Yeah.
0: This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show.
3: This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you... to set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit bialkielaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com.
1: As you know, my friend, Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you will receive 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets. You'll receive a set for as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Go to MyPillow.com, make sure you use the promo code Uh, hi, it's Tom Bernard, my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location just off Interstate 94. I'd like to extend a special offer going on now through the end of July. It's for all of our Tom Bernard Morning Show listeners. When you visit their Albertville location, mention that you heard me, Tommy B, tell you, tell you about this July-only savings opportunity on travel trailers, pick up campers. Now, you must be a qualified buyer, but here's the really, really good news. Receive up to $5,000 off the advertised price on all their new in-stock inventory. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Brands include Rockwood by Forest River, Arctic Fox by Northwood Manufacturing, Cirrus by Newcamp, and more. Now is a real good time to buy and take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You can't just sit around, see my guys and gals at Niemeyer's in Albertville, or peruse their current inventory. At Niemeyer's.com, that's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com, Niemeyer's.com, up to five grand off. Yes, I did say five grand off. Sales event ends July 31st.
0: This is the best of the
1: Tom Bernard Morning Show. So I had dinner last night with some friends. I won't say where I was because it's not important, but I ran out three old friends. Three nice Jewish boys from North Minneapolis. Hey-oh. Plymouth and Penn. Haven't These guys have been friends forever. And I'm going around the table, very happy, because I hadn't seen a couple of them in a long time. i uh, ran running around the table shaking everybody's hand and saying hello and all the rest of it. <clears throat> and I can't say the kid's name, so I'll just say it's Billy. Okay. Because that's not his name. Does Tom, I used to love it. You and Billy used to play golf together all the time. You just hang out and all the rest of it. You know he died. Oh, my like, God. Like, oh, Jesus. And he was not very old. Um, and so to see a man in his uh, he's probably well, I didn't to say his name, so I would say he's close to 80. Mm-hmm. And he started crying, and those moments, man. So, I had two episodes yesterday where people made me cry.
2: I know. Well cut it out! It was wild when I first knock it
1: off, <laughs> damn it.
2: When I first went over to my talk after KQ, Grant was like, You, Brittany from KQ? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> what, what, what is Tom like? What is he what is he what like? A what does he look like? Like what is he Wish well, he knew what you look like, but he was like, What is he he just had, I mean he had a million questions. And then any time I would be like, Well yeah. And then I used to what what when you came in, just give me a play by play of your everyday He just want he loves like he is a collector of things and so he is Mr He just loves that stuff. He just and he loves radio so much. Yeah, I understand. And you that. were his biggest impact. So you have to keep in mind, like you you coming in while he was working was like holy cripes. That was a big deal to him.
1: To be honest with you, not one prick in that whole building. At least I haven't met one. People over there are very, very nice, man.
0: There might be one or two floating around there. One or two assholes over there. Grant Grant is definitely not one of them. Oh, great guy. Very nice man. When I worked with him, he would get used by a few of those assholes you're talking about so badly. And I'm like, Grant, you have to stand up for yourself. You have to stop doing all this work for free. These guys are just using you. And he's like... I'm not going to take it anymore. I was like, Grant, tomorrow you'll be doing the same. You're going to take it. And finally he grew a backbone with these people. I was like, I'm done. And then he went over to my talk and he's having the time of his life. And I said, good for you, man. You deserve it. He's such a nice guy.
2: Yeah. That's great. I love Grant. And yeah, so I, low J, low J really loves you.
1: Low J. So there's J low and low J.
2: There's yep. They're low J.
1: All right. I'm glad it could not have been a better experience. Everybody was very, very pleasant. Had a great time. Ran into Johnny McMonigal. Talked to him for a while. He's got a window in his office. Ooh, big shot. Mm-hmm. We do too. We do. <laughs> yeah, right there. Yeah, that. That's right. That window. The window between the two in, in. You know, this we chose not having windows for a reason. Because if you have a lot of windows in a place like this, you're going to get echo like a sumbitch. Uh. Ah. Yeah. No matter what you... That's why there are no windows in this place. That I like to hide.
0: Also, radio people get distracted very easily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There is a a building not too far from here where there's a radio station, and I remember having to work there, and I'd be on the air with people, and I'd go, hey, stop (laughs) looking at the goddamn window. We're trying to do a show here.
1: (laughs) Well, I got to read this, because Bernie Lauer, who's the director of sales... Uh, for many shows, including this one, he uh, sent a message about uh, Emma coming on the show, and Rudy responded, geez, Emma, I don't have enough print- <laughs> ink in the printer to list off all those accolades. <laughs> so you not only said it, you printed it out, so Absolutely. that's good.
0: Yeah, she's great. You're wow. going to
1: love her. Mm-hmm. You're gonna lo- I'm excited. Terrific. Oh, you really like her. And See, that's still... Hold on. Oh, okay, let's start off, ladies and gentlemen, we talked about... Um, what, three things this morning? And not one time did we mention hating anyone or disliking the way someone's views or what? Looked at positive things like what a nice person Emma is, what a great person Dieppe is. is. Was it Dieppe? Now I lost it again. It's like diet with a P. Diet. Diep. Oh, that's right. I got to remember diet. Diet.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Diep
1: is her name.
0: My friend Tori cut your hair one time years ago.
2: Oh, wild.
0: And she's, uh, you might remember her, but she's blonde, uh, filled with tattoos all over. Where did she
1: work? She worked
0: in West End, actually. It was, uh, Oh, Rooster. Roosters, yeah. yeah. So she worked there. Yep,
1: and, I know who that is.
0: But you strike me as a guy that would have a go-to, because I think people who are put together have like a go-to person for everything. They have a go-to barber. I used they have, to. Yeah, and I, it's funny that you were kind of a, a nomad when it comes to the haircut. You kind of bop around, but it sounds like. Dye-up might be the uh, the ticket here, huh?
1: Yeah, she's terrific, great. honestly. I, I, I just, like I said, first of all, in and out. I don't, as Brittany pointed out, I'm not going to sit there for an hour yeah. waiting for your chair to clear. Mm-hmm. It ain't going to happen, yeah. right? There are a lot of great barbers. There's Dick's Barber down in Edina. It's another great place. A lot of really good pla- places to get your hair cut.
2: I love having people <clears throat> like go-to's that I feel comfortable with.
1: Yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. It, uh, it was, It's a very, very... Pleasant experience. I, yesterday, I met a lot of people over at, at Hubbard. That was wonderful. Uh, met Emma. She's going to come on the show. Uh, went to dye up, got my hair cut. I, mean, I, I just had one of those days yesterday. And then you get home, and I say, so you better check out and see if anything happened. I turn on the television for about eight minutes, four here and four there, and it was nothing but puking hatred. Mm-hmm. Huh. When are they going to stop with that? I have heard their numbers are just plummeting. Is that true? And I think on both sides they are.
2: I wouldn't even know. I The last time, I mean, it must be in the sense that, like, we never have that on.
1: Good. Because yeah. I, I only do, like, literally minutes a day and I can't watch it anymore.
0: Well, people aren't shackled to their homes anymore. COVID's over. We're out and about. Yeah, And, and even, like, with this stuff with Trump that came out over the last couple of, of weeks, I feel like it's a big story, but people just really aren't paying attention to it. I get that there's a few people out there that are invested, but... For the majority of it, like, I don't think that... You would think, if this was five years ago, people would be going bananas right now. They would, yeah. And, yeah, for whatever reason, it's just, you're right, so numbers must... People must just be like, listen, I just need a break. Yeah, I I agree. I need six months away from all this stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I try to watch as much as I could, and it just got to the point. The smugness of these assholes on top of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, you people. You're a pretty face. And I'm talking about the boys and the girls here. You have no talent whatsoever. You're not that bright. You're just cute. I mean, really, you're that arrogant because you're cute? Because mm-hmm. i got some bad news for you. A couple more years, you ain't going to be that cute. Yeah, cute
0: <laughs> Cute only gets you so far. Ask, ask any what? actor in Hollywood. Exactly. Getting
1: a little long in the tooth. Sorry, fella. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> but no, it's, I, I just had this wonderful day yesterday. I saw many friends, ran into people I hadn't seen in a long time. Uh, Lori yelled at me because I wouldn't uh, talk about her nipple business on the KQ Morning Show 30 years ago. As she should.
2: How funny. Oh, is that?
1: as she should. <laughs>
2: why not? Why not? If you're gonna yell about something, why not fake nipples?
1: What are you talking about?
2: That's what her do, product was.
1: Do you even know what it was? Do why, I, why, why body
2: perks? It was on Sex in the City. It was huge.
1: Why would you want fake nipples?
2: Because. You got to watch this episode of Sex in the City. It was- uh,
1: no, I don't. <laughs> okay, me. well,
2: it, the idea of it is it is accentuates your nipples, and it's the idea of it just kind of like peeking out. It's kind of like a power move. Would well, hey. God
1: let you down? I mean. Yeah, it's like a little wink from your boobs. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going hey. on there, fella? Look, I like, even got a big nipple. There,
2: you do got yeah. solid oh, nipples. I got solid
1: nipples, man. Look at that nipple right there. Must be nice. I don't uh, need any fake titties from Lori. That's all um, I have to say.
2: Yeah, no, you have to get their backstory and that it's hilarious. No, it, I, I heard
1: that it was very and good. And it, everybody Catherine really likes both of them, I think.
2: Oh, the, when they go on about their when they created this, I mean, it's wild. And they, they gave me a pair, and I was like, thanks. And now it just sits on my uh, mm-hmm. in my closet, and I go, someday. Someday I'll just rock those <laughs> so you, at Kowalski's.
1: Did you, like, put, glue them on, or what did no, you No, they do? just sit
2: there. They're like little cups. They but can what just do sit they nice.
1: Ha- a suction cup, then? No. So how do they stay on?
2: She's like with a bra, like just sits in there. Oh, it's
1: inside the bra. Yeah. Oh, so you can't go braless with them. No, no. Oh, no. Okay, okay. I
2: mean, if you have a tight enough shirt, you can easily go
1: braless. Yeah, with I other. suppose that's true.
2: But yeah, it was a whole. I mean, it was so funny because, Lori is the uh creative marketer and then julia is miss paperwork and so it's just like this ragtag oh, okay. team that created this product and then they just went to market with it and they just were everywhere for a while i
1: got some bad news for Lori, though because she was like she said, i was so mad at you well you wouldn't let me on your show yeah bad news for you that was hamilton not me
2: either way uh
1: I'm not responsible for what Hamilton does. No,
2: I know. I It's so long ago that it's just funny now. No, no, I understand. But yeah. but
1: I don't know why she thought that I was the one that said she couldn't do it.
2: No idea. And I even told her, too. I was like, Tom never did the booking. But, I mean. Never. But it's very funny that when she would walk around being like, he wouldn't let me on to show off my nipples. We were, I know. The, was like, when,
1: good God. We were
2: dying laughing. We call it the double wide where they do the show prep. They have this, like, oh, two-person yeah. two um, cubicle. And we were just dying laughing with Lori's vendetta of who wouldn't let her on to talk oh, about God. her nipples. She
1: does have that. She's not Italian. She's married to an Italian guy. Because she's, she's married, married
2: to, to bro- Julia's brother.
1: Yeah, Julia. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She's married to Julia's brother, who was Bobby's cousin.
2: Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Bobby
1: Bobby Barghini was their cousin.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah so, yeah
1: great family man no i will tell you honestly and it, it, from top to bottom every person i met over there yesterday could not have been nice and it wasn't like they were in, they were never told i was there it wasn't like hey when tom comes through at least be nice to him it wasn't like that good at luck all. telling
2: LoJ to do anything they don't want to do they're <laughs> yeah. very that's why like it's so funny where i like i get along with them so well because they're like you they're blunt and they'll say what they mm-hmm. want and they're so if you're like be nice to tom they'd be like what is he, a puppy? Shut up. We're fine. I Everyone's am a saying.
1: puppy. It's all a St. Bernard, huh? Get it? Mm? it?
2: See? Why don't we lean into that more? What's
1: that? The St. Bernard it's, part? the spelling <laughs> is different. Yeah, it's a B-E-R. That's true. But,
2: like, that'd be a cool mascot for you.
1: Oh, so Jude's out of the mix?
2: No, I don't mean to go no, buy one. No, she just
1: killed off Jude. That's I really nice.
2: Killed Jude? Yeah.
1: It's out of the picture. Boy. You need a dog, Tom. It's
2: hey, not well, even eight, and I've done a lot. We'll get you one
0: of those mini <laughs> barrels that they wear
1: around the necks. Yes, yeah. yes.
2: So, yeah. We can put, like...
1: Absolutely. We can
2: put Diet Pepsi in it.
1: You know, don't... you see I brought a half a case in today? So we I can f- f- filth off... Of I them. don't what touch your... Do- Pilfer? Look at this. Pilfer. <laughs> look at Pilfer.
2: this. <laughs> he, he brought... What the agree. hell is that? I'm just... Double fisting my what, own what's liquids because I don't want to start any Wait sort of World War Two. What's in there? Water, coffee.
1: Oh Jesus, gonna have to pee about eighty times a day.
2: Gotta get them steps in.
1: Jesus Christo, did you go through that?
2: Uh, Jesus.
1: Jesus Christo. Christ. Jesus. Jesus <laughs> H Christ. That's right. Was that the for holy? Is the H for holy?
2: I was even when I was saying it, I was like, I know he's gonna ask what the like, asking me if I know what the H is for. I have no idea. Maybe his middle name was like Henry. <laughs>
1: Jesus Henry Christ That's exactly what it is That's exactly what it is ladies and gentlemen um, This is kind of sad I looked at this headline and, and I know this is going to sound really weird And all the rest of it <clears throat> I don't know if I want to read the story first or. Americans say they need $2.2 million to consider themselves rich I got some bad news for you Yeah 2.2 million dollars is not rich anymore.
2: Isn't that wild to yeah, think about? It's
1: just not.
0: There was a guy from, I think it was New Hope or YZ or something, and he got drunk on an airplane, and there's video of it, and he's screaming at the flight attendants, My parents are worth two million dollars. <laughs> it's like great, so your parents own a house in Richfield? You're like who right. cares? Two exactly. million bucks, dude?
2: Who cares? I was listening to the song. If I had a million Um, dollars, naked
0: ladies, yeah. And I was like, I I would be
2: like, (laughs) I was like listening to it, and I was literally thinking because the lyrics are like what he would do with a million dollars, and I was like sitting there with Gogo singing it to her, and I was like, we'd probably do this exact thing, (laughs) what we are currently doing, like it's not. It's not what it used to be.
1: Well, let me, let me just throw a little quick one by. By coincidence, one of the reasons you're not rich when you're worth $2.2 million. Uh-huh.
2: Remember
1: when I went to, uh, to the hospital for that eye thing? Yeah. Okay. No, I'm obviously fully covered with all that stuff, the, the whole deal and all uh-huh. the rest of it. Uh, that three-hour visit cost $12,000. Yeah. $12,000 for a three-hour visit
2: take? Holy buckets.
1: What is that all about? It's it's like college. Why do we have to charge this much? <laughs> exactly.
0: not get it. My daughter, they thought the, uh, my daughter had epilepsy around the, oh, the age of nine months, and it wasn't epilepsy, but we spent Good. about eh, 18 months or so in and out of Children's Hospital. Ugh. The first visit, when we finally, well, actually probably about the third visit, when they actually put her in the hospital, into the epilepsy ward, and they had all the electrodes. I have a picture of her at nine months old, and she's got on the... Um, God damn it.
2: I don't oh, ta- I don't oh, ta- oh, my God. Don't. If you could. I'm going to. Don't don't get emotional. I'll get emotional. Everybody think about something else. <laughs> I know, Baseball, Roseanne <laughs> Barr, anything else. I'm sorry. I, you can't get emotional. I'll I know, get emotional. I know.
0: Because I think about uh, that picture with my daughter, and she's got, like, all the. Electrodes on her head, mm-hmm. $45,000. Oh, yeah. 45000 oh, yeah. 45 grand. it have, cost.
1: Did you have insurance?
0: Luckily, we had great insurance. Uh, so, But out of pocket, I think, altogether, I think it ended up being about $2,700 out of my own pocket. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I have the best insurance on earth. It's the best. It still cost me $4,300 in cash. Yeah. Isn't that $4, insane? $4,300 to go for <laughs> It's like almost 1500 bucks an hour. Yeah.
2: And, okay, without uh, tapping into the memory... What, and I don't know if you want to mention it. Did they like? Did it all end up being something she'd grow out of?
0: Yeah. Okay. So we Good. basically Good. had this doctor who I called Dr. House because it was just like the TV show. I love
1: that guy.
0: All of these doctors were telling us what it could be. It could be epilepsy. It could be this. could be that. This guy walked into a conference room with us. And basically, after all these doctors left, he's like, I know what's wrong with your kid. And uh, he said, we're going to put her on this medicine. And this is after a year of us trying to figure it out. And he put her on medicine. In three days, we had a brand new baby. That's phenomenal.
2: Oh, <laughs> baby, you can't leave. yeah.
0: And he
1: said, "Both of you go home for <laughs> <the>
2: right <laughs> sake." I'm I've s- never seen Rudy I get know. emotional. And like you guys, I'm a wreck. Yeah.
1: The three of us are all wrecks. So far, we're one hour in, and all three of us have I know. started tearing off. That's great. I'm sorry, <laughs> so I
2: don't wear yeah.
0: Sorry, I never do that. But I think about that picture sometimes, and it gets me because Absolutely. it was t- ah, it just it. And I remember uh, after our day two, finally, I had to go back to work, and I was doing afternoons at the time. And I got on the air, and I was like, "Hey, to the Minnesota State Legislature, how about we just make a diamond diamond lane for only people who yeah. are nurses at Children's yeah. Hospital? Yeah.
1: They deserve their own lane of traffic because ah.
0: Are the best people. Oh.
1: That's a good point to make. And I do want to make that point too. The people at the hospital, the doctors, the nurses, the all of them. Phenomenal. Did a great job. It's the owners, like everybody else, the hedge fund oh, people. I but
2: I'm, i just went Jesus. to Jesus. I just went to lunch with uh I call they're both they're both named Emma um with two nursing students I used to go to school with and they are so compassionate. So they're they're gonna be nurses in a year and a half, and they're so. And you go, wow, our future is so bright. When you have moments like that, like these women are gonna just, just, they're just great people. Nursing still brings great people to the field. Oh, it does. There's Even no with doubt about it. all yep. this negative stuff, like yep. at the end of the day, man, I went to school. I had, uh, I had about twenty five other kids in my class. And they were all just passionate, beautiful people. I
1: agree. And
2: I was like, yes, at least I we know that that's going on.
1: I, I just can't believe that, though. Three hours totaled four 5Gs an hour. Yeah. I know.
2: <laughs> well, you had a lot of tests done. I mean, I'm not saying that
1: much money worth. No, no, I understand. But. And like I said, great great care. The The, gr- yeah, the care out there was 12, phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was indeed. It's just like, like I said, it's the people who hold the ownership that are just jacking up everything.
2: I brought Gogo over to two twelve, and then uh, uh, she actually got a bill in her name for um, the uh, appointment. And I was like, "Well, it looks like somebody's gonna go into debt early because yeah. uh, I don't think she has a card. So suck us."
0: Yeah. It. <laughs> it is crazy when your daughter gets a uh, credit card. They like, send her one. They're like, hey, you were approved for $12,000. You're like, my baby is 19 months old.
1: <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> she can approve credit card. Go,
2: go. We're going to Lulu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, one my favorite stories I've ever heard, it's a friend of mine. and I, 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 I don't know if it's important, but for probably somebody people it would be important. She's a black woman in America today. She's a dear friend and she's got a real edge to her, which is, I suppose, why I love her so much. She's just wonderful. She had to take one of her kids to the doctor. That was not here; It was a different state. And she took her kids to the doctor, and presented her all the cards, all the coverage, and blah 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 blah. And she kept receiving these bills. Now you guys would love this woman. She would take the bill, put it in a bigger envelope, write a note that said, "Yeah, I ain't paying this. Tell Obama to pick it up." <laughs> It's just so funny. It's also a lot of work yeah. to like. So great yeah, is yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Obama to pick it up. The black woman in America today, baby.
2: I just, isn't that.
1: That's <laughs> right.
2: so funny. See,
1: that's such an inner city thing to do. And once you kiss my ass, once you pay for it.
2: That's so funny. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: And she didn't pay it, by the way. They didn't come after her, thank God, but she said, I'm not paying this, not going to Maybe happen.
2: they sent it to the White House. They sent it to Congress. Obama,
1: yeah, exactly. Michelle, hey, by the way, Barack, you got a letter to Yeah, right? <laughs> He's looking at his bank account being like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's $17,000. Michelle, have you been at the hospital
0: again? What the hell?
1: <laughs> I love that whole, I do that. See, well, you know this because of my mother, I've always been attracted, my sisters too, I've always been attracted to very strong women. Who yeah. do things like yeah, blow it out your ass? Yeah. I'm about to take that home with you. But in any case, as we segue away from the fact that it is depressing as hell, the 2.2 million dollars is no longer considered rich. No. But I see why. So how average house now is what about 350 to 400? I'm talking about your average house. I or is that a low end deal now?
2: I don't know. I feel like it's hard to get in a building or a place under half a million. Well,
1: that's what I. That's what I've heard. Yeah.
2: And I know obviously there has to be lower ends of things, but if you want to be within, like, I don't know, 20 miles of the Twin Cities esque, or, you know, between somewhere in Minneapolis, St. Paul, holy buckets, price houses are crazy. What is, you, Tom, you might not be in this conversation. What is life changing money? Like, what is that?
1: You mean that people aren't trying to steal from you?
2: No, but, like, what
1: <laughs> – well, yeah. There's a um, lot of that going on, I will like, tell you that. But,
2: that's kind of – it's empowering to think about it, too, because you go, <clears throat> okay, life-changing money. Really. Well, what would change my life? Like, what would make me feel motivated to move or be different? I don't – I think it's a huge number.
1: Yeah, probably is.
0: Well, you know, when I when I sold my first house after I got I get I always say divorced, but after I got divorced and we sold the first house, yeah. the realtor wrote me a check for more money than I had ever seen. Right. And I'd always thought when I was younger, I'm like, when I get money, I'll be happy. And I'm no joke, I had that cashier's check in my hand on my way to the bank, driving down 35W, and all I kept thinking is, I am just as miserable at this moment there right now go. than I was when that guy handed me the check. If anything, now I have more stress on me yep. about how I'm going to try to keep this money. And I think when you say life-changing, unfortunately— People who win the lottery, they don't have money skills. If they had money skills, they wouldn't be playing the the lottery. lottery.
2: Isn't that so true? And, you know, for
0: me, when I got that check, I told myself, this isn't life-changing money, but it's path-changing money. And that's where where I was like, I have to start making better choices about my money. And since then, and we sold that house, you know, whatever it was, 12 years ago. And since then... Things have been very well for me financially. I'm not rich by any means. But
2: your mindset changed. But my mindset
0: changed with money. And that's what you really got to do is because even if you only have like four grand in the bank, that's probably not a bad place to be if you're smart with
2: it. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know. I mean, like it felt there's a time I remember when I had saved around $5,000 and I was elated and I kind of started asking around like what do you say how much money do you have in your savings and you find out that a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck which yeah, they have they to and that's mm-hmm. and that's totally fine but yeah no you should definitely those are huge wins to have sure. any amount saved for a rainy day or just in general it's it's hard to save money
1: mm-hmm. and now ladies and gentlemen please welcome Kristen Burt KB2 as she's
4: I'm now. here good morning you know I was thinking while you guys were talking about what it takes to be wealthy I've had to do a lot of coverage lately on Jeff Bezos. Oh, yeah. And how he's hanging out this summer on his new $500 million super yacht oh, while his new $175 million Beverly Hills home is constructed. But if they do return to Los Angeles, they are renting Kenny G's Malibu home for $600,000 a month.
1: Six hundred dollars And whose house is it?
4: Kenny G, the saxophonist.
1: He made that from playing a flute or whatever <laughs> well, the hell that is he plays? Sure.
4: I think he bought it. I'm, I'm going to guess he bought it in the 90s, so it was probably at the height of his career, and he's hung on to it, and I know he has done really well in the rental market, renting it out to clients like Jeff Bezos, and he rents it for $600,000 a month. It's a huge amount of money for him.
1: You know that I went for a walk about... Six, seven years ago, we were on vacation down in Florida, went for a walk, and neither one of these two would, I mean, knew who I was, so it wasn't like they'd remember this at all, but on the same walk, I ran into Kenny G, and then a little further down the walk, I ran into Yanni. Remember Yanni? Oh,
4: wow. wow. It is like Light FM right there. Yeah, Light
1: FM. I was walking on the Light <laughs> FM beach, apparently. I, I, what the hell? I ran into both of them within like 20 minutes of each other. That like what so the hell? Do, 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 do.
2: It was Get like you're in going. an elevator the whole time. Didn't they both have long hair?
4: Too? Yes, I they so, like, did. He did. But I think Gianni did too. Yes, they
1: did. And uh, size probably about small to medium shirts.
4: Well, like they're poet blouses too. I always feel like they are yes, like yes. puffing things and there's they always, do. like wind blowing when they play.
1: Yeah, they like I said, they would have no idea who the hell I was. But but I did walk past. I will And by the way, they both had bodyguards. No. Oh yes, walking the beach, they had. They but well, I suppose he wouldn't call them bodyguards. They had attendants. I guess is a better way to put it.
4: An entourage.
1: Yeah, they were being guarded. I will say that. There's no doubt about. it. I don't
4: it. know if I, in 2023, if I tripped over Yanni, if I would know that was him.
1: I'm Probably not, sure. not anymore. This was, and that might have been longer than seven years ago when I saw the two. Yeah. Maybe it was, well, we were just talking about that. You know, he died 20 years ago. I'm like, what? I thought it was like three weeks ago for Christ's sake.
4: I know. It's like, the, I, I feel like since the pandemic, I have a weird time yes. warp. Yes. I was on set the other day and my cameraman, I was like, so I just saw you two months ago. And we were trying to figure it out. He goes, yeah, I feel like I just saw you. I saw him last September. It, so Yep. we were thinking it was just a couple of months ago that we saw each other, but.
1: Okay, i got to run this by you because the rest of us have talked about it already. Americans say they need $2.2 million to consider themselves rich. Can you find a house in L.A. less than $2.2 No. I in didn't my think so. No. <laughs> Not one to live in, anyways. Yeah, exactly. No. Yeah,
4: what to do? Like a in fish my house, neighborhood, maybe. The average home, and, and I am being super honest about this, and I'm talking about if you bought like an what would be considered back in the day like an entry-level home. Mm-hmm. And in California, that's two-bedroom, one-bathroom. Because remember, these are old homes. Right. You're looking at about a million and a half dollars. And it will need renovation. Yeah. And most of those homes are not a. Available to ordinary people because developers buy them because they're usually on double lots because if you move to California you want outdoor living so oftentimes you have an outdoor living room but they will buy them and they will buy build the mega mansions on top of them so it looks like instead of having this nice big lot with outdoor space it looks like the mansion ate the land it is on because they rid of the front yard and then they extend the house all the way to the backyard and then put in like a little lap pool and then put in a huge guest house.
1: So you buy one of those pretty much considered a low end house in LA and a car for you and a car for your husband, you're out of money. That's 2.2 million. I mean, it's like, good God. Mm -hmm.
4: You get it. You know, and a lot of people will use, especially in cities, they're like, okay, I'll start out with a condo, a one bedroom condo, one bedroom, Mm -hmm. probably about half a million dollars. That's insane. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, we're in a two bedroom condo and the e I mean, I bought a long time ago the equity we have in it. I look at that and I'm like, this is ridiculous because well, I shouldn't have this amount of equity in a condo.
1: Did I talk about my grandson's shirt yesterday? Nope. It was his birthday a couple of days ago, so we bought Seiji a new shirt.
2: Ooh, nice. And you know,
1: I'm wanna I, I am I gotta learn to grow up here and start acting like a, a human being. This really cool shirt and yeah. would fit him perfectly. Oh, my God. I just loved it. So we grabbed it, bought the shirt, all the rest of it. So we're going to wrap it up for his gift. $75.
4: For a kid's shirt? For a
1: five-year-old boy, $75, that shirt cost.
4: What happened to Target? 70, like uh, it's like,
1: what the hell? It's a shirt, for Christ's sake. I guess I better start looking at tags before I buy anything now. Wow,
2: that thing better fit him for the next ten years. Uh,
1: honest to God, it it looks great on him, fits him perfectly. All the rest of it, but I was thinking, like you said, ten, maybe seventeen bucks somewhere in there. Yeah, seventy-five dollars.
2: That kid gave me the best oh. hug yesterday.
1: Oh, Sagey. He gave me, we've Those got this long loving.
2: hallway. Yep. And when he turned five, right?
1: Yes, he did. He turned five.
2: So imagine this five-year-old revving up before he goes down the hallway. And where I was at the way end. <laughs> he runs all the way to me. And I was like, this is the best hug I've ever gotten, yeah, Sage. He...
1: This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. It's time to beat the heat. This is Tom from my friends at Miller Marine and Power Lodge giving you the keys to a cool lake breeze with clearance pricing on 2023 luxury pontoons, fishing boats, and more. Our dog days of summer won't last, and neither will their inventory, so do both of us a favor and go from floor to shore today with iconic Bennington pontoons and tritune packages at Doorbuster Pricing at Miller Marine in St. Cloud and all Power Lodge locations. Get your first cruise in by sunset. But don't wait on this limited-time special. Power Lodge offers competitive financing with no money down. By the way, if you need delivery to your dock, their team of experts has you covered. Discover what thousands of our Minnesota neighbors have and explore our lakes and rivers in your own boat at Elite Savings. I said Elite Savings, darn it. Launch into adventure today at Miller Marine and Power Lodge. Just head to millermarine.com and powerlodge.com to see for yourself. Financing is available on approved credit. Freight and prep are not included in packages.
3: This is Bob sansevier and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work related injury and have Dave represent you, To set up a free initial consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit Bialkilaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com.
0: This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is uh God is 751 already. AJ ready to go?
0: Yes, he is. Uh, yeah, absolutely.
1: Magnificent. Ladies Ooh, and gentlemen, please welcome. I think
0: I screwed something up. Okay. Are you there,
1: Tom?
0: I'm here, yeah.
2: Yeah, we can hear him.
0: Oh, for some reason, I can't hear you guys now. Oh, that was this this board sometimes. I was like, it's, what is happening here? <laughs> All of a sudden, the board just started smoking, and there was sparks. Okay, I think we're good now. But yeah, AJ is ready to go. AJ, you there, bud? Yeah,
5: good morning.
1: Okay, so you can hear me now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, he goes, mm-hmm, uh-huh. like it was just to give a give oh, No, no, no. No, no, I, no I, didn't,
0: I, I, I didn't want to step on you, so that's why I was like, I'm just going to give you a quick,
1: mm-hmm, we're good to go. Just please go ahead. I like it. AJ Finney, ladies and gentlemen, with Willie Meyer, Laugh Camp at St. Paul. That is tomorrow night and Saturday night at 8 o'clock. AJ, how you been doing?
5: Uh, doing very well, very well. Uh, trying to get through the brutal winters here in, uh, in Denver. We've had a, a lot of snow this year, but, yeah, feeling good. I'm awake today, so that's good.
1: I mean, AJ, honest to God, you start from the, the west end of Texas and, and go straight up and kind of, like, make a funnel. That whole situation from, like, San Antonio up over you and up over us, that entire segment of America has just been hammered this year. It's amazing. Yeah.
5: Absolutely. Like, if, if you're a skier or a snowboarder, it's been the best. Um but I will. T- I'll take it over the fire season any day. Like the fires oh, yeah. we had a few years ago here were just <laughs> brutal. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever happened out in uh, Minnesota. You've ever just woken up and realized that it's raining ash. But uh, that's oh, a new experience. God.
1: And it's such a beautiful area you live in. There's no question about that. Catherine and I just came out, uh, I guess, two years ago now and spent some time in Colorado. Just absolutely loved it. The people were very, very nice. Yeah, to yeah. see that happening, the burning going on and all the rest of it, it, that was tough to watch. No doubt.
5: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It was it, it, real rough. But uh, yeah, the last couple of years, it's been a little bit better. But uh, <laughs> Minnesota's beautiful. Like that, oh uh, yes. we have the mountains, but your guys' lakes and the greenery out there is amazing. I could deal without the size of the mosquitoes, but uh, other than that, it's—I mean—I love it out there.
1: I thought you were going to say I could deal without the size of the income tax, but you know, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> little spendy, you know, no yeah. big deal. But no, nah, it's—it's so you live right in the Denver area?
5: Uh, yeah, outside of Denver, actually. Uh, if you're right. familiar with the area, I'm kind of north of the city.
1: Uh, kind of on your way towards like Fort Collins. Honest to God. See, now that is a terrific... Well, like Minnesota kind of, AJ, don't you think the Colorado is like three different states in one?
5: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like yep. as far as like, uh, are you talking about landscape or people?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the people, the <laughs> landscape, everything Just Because if you go from the bottom of Minnesota up to about... Rochester, that's one Minnesota. Yeah. Then you go Rochester to St. Cloud, that's another Minnesota. And then St. Cloud North is a completely different Minnesota. It's yeah. interesting.
5: Yeah. It's funny you brought all those up. I've been, uh, I've performed in all those cities. And sure. uh, I think St. Cloud might have been the first place I ever had Herbert and Gerber. Oh, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we, we like it a lot. You, oh, it's one of my favorite sandwich places. And the people that live there always go, why are you so excited about this sandwich? And I'm like, I just can't get it. It's like in and
1: out <laughs> Well, we got them here. You can track them down in, in Minnesota, so that's good. Yeah. No question about it. That's a very good thing. So it says here in your descriptor that you're a huge deadhead. How, ballpark, how old are you?
5: Uh, I, so I'm 44. Uh, I'll be 45 this year. I was born in 78, uh, which by dead
1: history was a really good year. I was just going to say, didn't you catch the tail end of it all, kind of?
5: (laughs) Yeah, I would have been. Yeah, actually, I missed Jerry altogether. Uh, I had an opportunity to go out and see the, I think it was late summer 94, and the scene had gotten so bad. And I was like, I just don't, I was like, I'll catch him next year. Maybe things will change. And, you know, then July 95 came around and it was over.
1: You know, I got to be honest with you, AJ, because AJ is a huge deadhead, as they're called, AJ Finney with us, ladies and gentlemen, with Lily Meyer, at Laugh Camp in St. Paul, tomorrow night and Saturday night at 8 o'clock. Now, the reason I bring that up is because, you know, you came along. Well, I'll give you an example, because I'm, you know, in the next generation after or before you, I guess, when you're talking about yeah. age. But I, because of my mother, I suppose, I go all the way back, and I, even though I was a, I had a tiny baby when he started, I always liked Elvis because my mother loved Elvis. I always liked uh, Glenn Miller, which was during World War right. II because my mother loved him, you know. And so I can ask, yeah. who introduced you to, to the Grateful Dead? Do you remember?
5: Guys. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's funny uh, that you brought up that your mother, my mom gave me my first Grateful Dead tape cassette. Yeah. You you in fact, it's during a time frame. And uh, when I first listened to it, Tom honestly did not like it. Uh, I was a like an 80s metal guy. Uh Ooh. when I was younger, my favorite band was Mötley Crüe. Um I I rode a skateboard, so I was really into that young angst and kind of buck the law type of sure. attitude. And when she gave me the tape, I was like, "Oh, it's Dead. There's a skeleton on here. This is going to be hard." And I put it in and I was I think it was Saint uh Saint Stephen maybe was the first thing I heard and I was like, I can't. This isn't for me."
1: Yeah.
5: And then um Yeah, junior high, early high school, something like that. Uh, Another guy turned me on to it and kind of stuck off and on from
1: there. God, AJ, it's so great that you brought up that era and, you know, the 80s and all the rest of it. Because to this day, and I know it's, I suppose, stealing in a way, but I've got a little edge to me. I I might have a little bit of an attitude, you know, just a little, AJ. It's not a big deal. But I stole from talking about being a big metalhead and all the rest of it. Every time I wanted to insult somebody after like, the 1980s, I referred to them as King Nothing. <laughs> so there <you> have it. <laughs> I love that song, AJ. Love it. Yeah. Wow. Because it's like King Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
5: man. Great. Yeah, music. it's something I, I wish. Like I love comedy 100, percent and it's the best. I wish the fans got into comedy the same way that that music has that pull to people and some people get it, but music has always been something that there's this interesting tether back to memory. Um, and I sat down and talked with a lot of people about this, but you can tie music back to a time where you lost like a loved one. It was the greatest moment of your life, car accidents. It's such a beautiful median that just, I mean, it just gets into your
1: bones. No, it does. But the great news for comedy is we need comedy every bit as much as we need music. There is no doubt about that. Yeah, for sure. 100%. AJ, uh, who's your inspiration? Did you have one or two people that inspired you going, hey, man, when I get older, this is what I want to do. I want to do stand-up comedy. Anybody in particular?
5: Oh, well, so it's kind of weird. But when I first started it, when I was really young, my mom was 16 when I was born, so we were... Uh my dad used to go out of town, he was a construction worker, and my mom would show me old Robin Williams stand up specials. I remember live at the Met when I was a kid. Um and then I can't it was Richard Pryor and George Carlin. Oh yeah. And then there was this Eddie Murphy one, and she showed me those and I got hooked and I wanna say it was within a week they were getting calls from the school. Uh, because I was just running those bits. (laughs) Yeah, not, no, right. And, you know, if if you ever heard that Eddie Murphy bit, uh, I remember having to try to explain it in front of everyone, and my mom just realizing she shouldn't have shown it to me. I was, like, maybe eight and was doing, uh, he had a bit where he was in a bathtub with his brother, and they were playing with a G.I. Joe, and the G.I. Joe accidentally went up a rear end and um <laughs> okay I say and I was just man, I was killing it out on that black and uh, unbeknownst to me, there was definitely a teacher behind me, and i 'm sure she was laughing because uh, man, I was killing it
1: <laughs> well that 's hilarious, now, Rudy, do you have somebody that inspired you? Is there one, two people that inspired you to get into it
0: Oh, there's so many, but Carlin was oh. one of them absolutely, yep. yeah, prior uh yeah. it's funny you bring up the uh, about the stealing bits and then going to school with them, because I won the fifth grade talent show with a set that I had lifted from somebody from A and D's Evening at the Improv when I was like no. nine years old, and oh. I was like, I was nine or ten, and I didn't know that you're not supposed to steal people's material and then do it. But right. I, but imagine being like a nine year. I was doing like Desert Storm material. <laughs> And
1: <laughs> okay.
0: and I re- I remember the joke and i been they actually posted all of the A and D's evening at the Improv's on. Uh, Amazon Prime so I've been going back and re-watching all of them to see if I can find that guy and who he was because one of the jokes I remember was they're sending all these young kids to Desert Storm and they're out in Iraq and all these poor kids having to walk around with 50 pounds of gear on their back what they should be doing is getting the guys from Disney World to get out there could you imagine a a thousand goofies running out of a sand dune huge pop (laughs) when you're 10 years old right dumb joke now when you look back on it but I would love to go back and find that guy. So I'm glad that uh, you also have that same trajectory of stealing people's material at a young age. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's great.
5: It it feels weird, but before you know that you're going to do comedy, uh, when you look back at your life and where it's led, like I remember working in factories and just doing street jokes and repeating them in different trailers for so many people, and not even like... Yeah, obviously wasn't my material, but trying to learn the art of story and how to absorb and suck someone in and then figure out how to really lay that punchline down. You
1: know, that's the whole thing, AJ, is people think, well, how's that guy so funny? How's that woman so funny? My God. Because they know how to tell a joke, first of all. Right. And what you just talked about, uh, constructing a joke, that's a huge part. A lot of people don't get that. They really don't understand that there has to be some... You know, maybe a little research, some construction, some faith in your own ability to deliver it. Telling a joke is not, if people think telling a joke is easy, it is not easy. Not at all. Right.
5: Yeah, and that relatability factor. Like, you yep. can, a person can learn how to tell a joke. They, they can't always figure out the delivery, but they can learn how to tell a joke. Some people can learn how to write a joke. But likability is, is something that you can't teach somebody. Like, and it's so hard to go, no, you're a great writer, but, uh, God, how terrible is it to go, man, you're a great writer, but people just don't like
1: you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> so that's that's true. That's <laughs> so problem. That's <laughs> so true.
1: <laughs> oh, we, over the years, have had, had comedians in. I think there's only been two of them that I literally said, would you get the hell out of here? You're a huge oh. bait in the ass. Oh, man.
5: Yeah, it's. It's weird. I, I remember uh, he's passed now, but uh, both of them, actually. I grew up in Kansas City, which is where I started doing stand-up, and there was a club there, uh, notorious known as uh, Stanford and & Sons, and there was a guy named Craig Glazer that ran it. It God. was just notoriously, I mean, he talked like a, he was just like, all right, this is what you want to do. Like, that's how he would talk. Him <laughs> and uh, Him and Leo Gallagher got into a oh, yeah. fist fight on radio. And it was just, I was like, both of you guys are handfuls. Like, this is (laughs) unbelievable.
1: They got, so they were on the air and got, or were they off the air and got in a fist fight?
5: No, they were on the air. Oh, Uh, God. Yeah, I think it was a a rock station, and it's just a handful. It's weird when people get to a certain age and you go, you just never grew up. (laughs) Like, yeah. To certain yeah. emotional aspects just never grew
1: by the and, way AJ uh, you just taunted me you taunted oh me because <laughs> somebody earlier in the week brought this up too they brought up Kansas City and now I'm going to have to get on an airplane and fly to Kansas City and go get some Arthur Bryant's ribs thanks for that AJ uh,
5: well I'm going to uh. I don't know who told you to go to Arthur <laughs> Bryant's uh, but I would tell you uh, if you want really good barbecue you're going to want to go to Oklahoma Joe's Oklahoma
1: Joe's. Mm. Is, oh. is Gates still around too? Gates is still around. Yeah. yeah, it is. Okay.
0: I just mm. had I was at the Comedy Club of Kansas City a couple of months ago uh, and I didn't realize no. that Gates of Can- I didn't realize that Gates when you walk in, they it's their thing to like be angry at you all the time. So while I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to while I'm trying to and I don't know anything about barbecue, so while I'm trying to order, I'm just listening to the people in front of me order and I thought I heard them say Bernays. So when it was my turn to order, I said, hi, can I get Bernays? And the woman lost her mind. She's like, what is Bernays? I, do you know what you're doing? I'm like I, just wanted to, I was like, I just wanted to order what the people in front of me wanted to order. And she goes, do, do you mean burnt ends? I was oh, like, oh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, burned ass. it. And the woman looked at me and said, uh, too late, turkey sandwich, next. Oh, my God. <laughs> so yes, I don't like turkey. That's what you're getting. Yeah, so Gates is still around, man. Definitely hit it up. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm going to wow. do the
1: impression. for AJ, this is from my neighborhood growing up in North Minneapolis. This is why he thought it was what it was, because I guaranteed the guy in front and said, N- let me get some burnt hands. That's uh, how he said. Let me get some burn So you thought he said bernays, not bernays. burnt ends. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Bernays. I was like, bernays, bernays sounds bernays. great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love burnt ends, though, man. Wow. Burn ends are damn good. Yeah, there they is are. no doubt about it. No question. Uh, so AJ, everything is going well. Is it nice to be back out, man? I gotta believe it's it's wonderful again, isn't it? Yes.
5: Yeah, it's it's the. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I, it's hard to explain uh, when you just get put in time out. I mean, that, it, yeah. I will never forget, I went from, I was up in North Dakota doing shows, and I was driving back to Denver through Wyoming and ran out of gas. And that was February of 2020. And I live, and it's probably some of the deadhead stuff, some of the hippie things I'm into, but it was such a foreshadowing of what was getting ready to come. I just sat on the side of the road trying to figure out how I was going to get places, going nowhere. Uh, surprisingly, uh, uh, a state patrolman actually picked me up um, and, uh, yeah, it got me going again. But literally a month after that, I think March 20th, like everything shut down. And I was just like, wow, I'm just on the side of the road in Wyoming for the
1: next two years. <laughs>
5: It's like all I'm doing. Just <laughs> okay.
0: going, well, when do we go?
1: Is it kind of okay. tough to keep, and, and Rudy, I'm asking you this question too, both Rudy and A.J., that during that two-year period, is it hard to keep your edge, your, your, your you know, humorous edge, because you haven't experienced anything in the clubs or any of the rest of it? Did you guys lose anything, like a little bit of an edge when you came back?
0: Hmm.
5: A.J., uh, go ahead. Yeah, I think there was some rust, for sure. Yeah, yep. You know, there was a little bit of, like, what's going on. I also, uh, when things got, uh, gosh, I know a lot of comics would be against what I'm about to say, but I didn't want to go on, like, unemployment or just take a bunch of help from the government. Uh, mm-hmm. So I just started working at Amazon. Uh, the beauty of working there was I was inside a factory, and there were enough people around me that I just kept working bits out. Uh, so it felt like a little bit of normal life, um, so I could stay kind of, kind of in it mm-hmm. as far as a creative outlet. Um, but yeah, that's—I didn't really get too much into the Zoom shows or anything like that. Did you do that, Rudy?
0: No, I didn't. Uh, I just a couple here and there. If it was something that was at decent payday, I would take it. But for the most part, no. But yeah, you're right. I think during COVID, I became a better writer, but I came out of it an even worse performer. Like, it was so – oh, those first couple of months back on stage, it was like the timing was off. And and the people didn't know what to laugh at yet because they were still like, is is this funny? Can we talk about these things yet? And Because there was this misinformation and people didn't know – and people really didn't know how to act when they came back out. Because I don't know if you've noticed, AJ, over the last – it's starting to settle down. But when we came back, people were like animals in – the oh, comedy yeah. clubs. They they wanted to be war. in the show and they were screaming Ugh. and just like heckling because we finally had a release and now it's starting to calm down a little bit. But those first couple of months back were, <laughs> were some of the worst sets I've ever had. Uh,
5: yeah, I, I, I mean, I've had some I've had some bombers, some real
1: stinkers, but <laughs> yeah. But I have a question for you. Why, how did we get to this? And I've, I've talked about this, AJ, uh, uh, on the air before. How did we get to the point where I'm at a comedy show, but I have to remember that I'm the most important thing here, so I get to do whatever I want. How did we oh, get there? Oh, I, it's yeah. ridiculous. Tom, Jesus. that is the most simplest thing in the world.
5: You grew up with terrible parents that didn't know how to discipline you, and they just continued to feed you and let you know that you were the most important person in the world. Yeah, so then, yeah. when your bachelorette party comes around, of course you're going to go out <laughs> and ruin it for 350 other people. Why wouldn't you do that?
1: Oh God.
5: <laughs> but you know what else? And this is, I, I, people are probably not going to like this. And uh, Rudy, I don't know how your feeling is on this, but. When you talked about going back out to clubs and people having to be self-involved, something that I don't think is helping the, the kind of feeding that machine are these reels that people are putting out oh. where we're just battling hecklers. And I'm like, why are we... I, it feels like a lot of comics are going out and baiting an audience member now just to get a reel to try to get hits. Oh. And my thought is, hey, that's great if it happens every now and again, but if that's all you're putting out... Maybe just write a joke and see if your material stands up. Mm -hmm. If you were really doing your job, maybe the audience wouldn't get that involved in what you were doing.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people that believe that they don't want to burn material for their special. And I'm like, listen, you're not Joe Coy. You're not Doug Stanhope. You're not, you're, right. not anything. So just put out the best material that you can. And I've worked for guys like, you know, some people might know these names, but Adam Ray, Jonathan Kite. I've worked with these guys for a long time, and I've done their clips for them. And Adam Ray, every joke Adam Ray has ever said, I bet I have captioned it and put it out from... I bet I've done it seven different times. And he still releases it, and then I go and I open for Adam, and Adam does that same joke that's been on the internet 15 times, and it kills because he's such a good comic. And I think we're starting to get to, as you mentioned, AJ, about people wanting, especially with music, you go and you want to hear the hits. Well, people don't necessarily want that when it comes to comedy, but we're starting to find that as you do post material, people see a bit online, they share it, they love it, they go to the club, and then you do it live for them, and they enjoy it a little bit more. And uh, I went and saw Jim Gaffigan. This was, I don't know, three, four years ago. And Gaffigan got on stage, killed for an hour and a half, and then came back out to do an encore, and all he said was, you guys want to hear Hot Pockets and the crowd went bananas <laughs> and he he read he did Hot Pockets for us and we <laughs> all laughed like it was the first time we had ever seen it and I'm like we're turning a corner with comedy I feel like. So, yeah. I don't know, I feel like we're in a good spot if we if we start going down it, but we got to stop posting clips of us getting in with hecklers because then people it's just, think yeah. it's okay to yep. do it at the club.
5: Right. And if I'm not sure Rudy how long you've been doing stand up, but if you remember the big um God, it was Opie and Anthony, uh, the Bill Burr Battles, uh, Philadelphia, I think it was, that big thing. Yes. When that happened, uh, I mean, Bill got a lot of exposure, but he even brought it up. He goes, yeah, it popped me, but then people started coming to my shows and yelling stuff because they thought that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So I think you have to be careful how you advertise yourself. Like, I would much rather a person not get involved in, in my ADD battle up there to begin with.
1: Yeah. My favorite of all time, went and saw him at the Kravis Center, uh, Dennis Miller. He's on stage. Oh, this place holds, yeah. what, about 4,000 people, something like that? It's a pretty big auditorium. Not, you know, like a sports auditorium, but, you know, to do comedy. About 4, maybe 5,000 people get in. He sold it out. And Dennis Miller's up on stage doing his act, and some guy in the audience decides he's going to start heckling Dennis Miller. And Dennis, of course, just ignores him and ignores him and ignores him. And finally, the fourth time, Dennis Miller's head drops down. He's just looking at the podium, and he said, ladies and gentlemen... I have to warn you about one thing, and I'm sorry about this, but I'm absolutely incapable of human interaction. <laughs> I thought it was a brilliant
5: line.
1: <laughs> he killed it, man. That guy, you ever seen yeah. him live or you ever worked with him? I have not,
5: no. I Whew. I did see him live when I was coming up or before I even do, uh, started doing stand-up, it was a lot of Late night, one night
1: stands on HBO at my grandma's house, like Bobcat Goldthwait, Dennis
5: Miller. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: We've lost too many, by the way, AJ and and Rudy. I'm telling you, I I lost at least five or six friends during the COVID situation, starting, of course, with. Louie Anderson, and you go down the list, Gilbert Gottfried. Well, here's another very quick one. Oh. Gilbert Gottfried. He's at Acme many, many years ago. I'm sitting in the audience because Gilbert and my son Andy got along really, really well. They were pretty good friends. So I went to see him. And sitting in the front two rows, four women in the front, four women behind them, and all eight women. it was a, what do they call a bachelorette party? Or yeah. mm-hmm. What do they call that? Yeah. Something like that all eight women had on baseball caps that had giant penises hanging off them. Oh, my gosh.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gilbert was like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, the, what are you going to do? I I knew Gilbert, and it,
5: he was... people. I don't know how many people know this, and maybe they know it now because people have talked about it, but he was such a soft-spoken, sweet man. Yes. And yep. I will never forget the day I met him. I he thought this was so funny. Like he was such an interesting way with his wit. Where we met, the club introduced us, and I was like, "Hi, Gilbert. Uh, I'm going to be your opener." And he goes, "Oh, how
0: long have
5: you been doing comedy?" And I, was like, oh, I, think about, I think Gilbert about 15 years. And he goes, "Oh, God, isn't that terrible?" And that's how we met. And then. He found out I had to leave Tampa to go back to Denver, pick a guy up, and go to New Mexico for a gig. And I was complaining on how I had done it. I was like, I have a 32-hour drive. Every night I would drive him home to the hotel, and he would go, tell me again how long you have to drive. (laughs) And I would go, I have I have like 32 hours. And he would just laugh and then get out of my car. And the last thing he ever said to me in Tampa was, Hey, don't worry about all the drive. You're going to have plenty of time to sleep
1: while you're driving.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love, I miss him. It's I really so do. so sweet. AJ yeah. Finney, ladies and gentlemen, with Lily Meyer, Laugh Camp in St. Paul, tomorrow night and Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Uh, and by the way, I'm just so glad that you guys are back on the road. You men and women are back on the road making us laugh. We really need you, man. No doubt.
5: Yeah. I'm super excited. I'm I, I can't wait to be back. Some of my favorite bands are from your area. Uh, there's a band called The Big Woo, uh, who I used to yeah, drive well. from Kansas City to see. Uh, they and I have actually become friends over the years, and I think some of those are some of those guys are actually coming out to the show this
1: weekend. Magnificent. Come back soon, sir.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, AJ. Thanks, Bud. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Rudy.
1: AJ Finney, ladies and gentlemen, the Laugh Camp that is tomorrow night at eight, Saturday night at eight as well. And by the way, tip of the cap to people like Laugh Camp, 490 Robert Street. They uh, they battled through it and got it done. So God bless you. That's wonderful. We need to take a my God, we do need to take a break. We have a superstar news reporter coming up next, don't we? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I thought you guys weren't going to go. It's like, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> this is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show.